Welcome to What I'm Backing and Why, our afternoon sport racing bulletin brought to you by Blue Bet. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my News Corp colleague, racing journalist Matt Jones, who you will know from news.com.au, and also pro punter Brad Miller, otherwise known as at Horse Miller 3. Gentlemen, how are we? Hi, Tim. Okay, Tim. Today on the show, we'll look at which horses to bet on and why. We'll have a look at Melbourne and Sydney, their quaddies, and we'll have a best bet of the day. All right, boys, we've got $100 from Bluebet to put on three races. Good horses are starting to come back. Let's start with Caulfield Race 7. The Cockrum Stakes, Brad. Yeah, Fabulous card of racing at Caulfield. Um, the Cockrum Stakes, uh, good little race. Passive aggressive, I think, is clearly the one they have to beat. Um, I think she has to start a bigger price. She's been smashed in the betting the open $3, and she's come right in. So if you're wanting to back her, I'd probably be waiting. Um, I think she can get to sort of Group 1, Group 2 level pretty comfortably. Um and it's, it's easy to make a case, actually, some of these are already at that sort of level. Uh, I think the, the eight isotope um, who's come down from Queensland um, is, a, is a reasonable sort of price. Two from three first up, um, four from seven and, and two seconds at the uh, 1,200 metres. Three from three on the soft. Uh, she's run second twice at group two level from two tries and she'll bring good residual fitness and, and she's had a nice trial win um, in between runs. So I think she's thrown in at the weights under the set weights and penalties conditions of the race and she's very easy to like. So I'm going to have um, my main bet is $60, the Quinella. I'm sort of robing passive aggressive to run top two because I think she's very good um, and I'll have 60, the Quinella with the eight isotope. Um, the other main sort of bet I want is the three flying mascot. Um, she was just pipped by a four-time group one winner, a probable first up last time in. I think she's in for a great prep. She loves Caulfield, gets a great map um, on speed. And I think if the track's improving, which I'm sort of expecting it is, it's already at a seven now, expecting a six. Um, I'd prefer a five for her. So I've just sort of made her a smaller bet. So $30 the Quinella with three flying Ascot and seven passive aggressive. And then the Ruffy I want to have um, in as well is the six Zuzarella for the Friedman camp. She flies fresh. Uh, first up last time in the Fangirl Espiona run um, when wide reads really well for this. Uh, and genuine soft tracks, no problems for her. So I've got the three Quinellas. I've got eight and seven for 60 Three and seven for thirty, and six and seven for ten. Alrighty, okay. I'm not going to go anywhere near as complex as always. Passive aggressive. She just keeps on winning. I love this fast net rock mare, and uh, I can't go past her. I'm just going to have a hundred dollars on the nose for Blue Bet on passive aggressive, Matt. Yeah, I sort of agree with you there, Tim. I, they just don't get past it, do they? Um, and she runs fair time too. And you know, you got to remember last start in the Creswick, she beat Star Patrol, who was smashing everything before they met. So, Anne has beaten Dragonstone, who is, you know, not a Group 1 sprinter, but probably a Group 3 sprinter, or something like that, on on his day. Um, beaten them com- fairly comfortably, and it just says she's ready for another challenge. She's going to have to, you know, maybe improve another length, because horses like Is- Isotope, I mean, look at the class, Isotope. Um, all around it, Marzu, Alligator Blood, even old Shelby. 66 has been in group ones um and it, it, and if she runs up to her best with a good weight too she's in well at the weights um and the blinkers are off for the first time too and she's got oliver on so there's a lot of positives there graceful girl um you got to respect that win in the winter bottom um it was, it was a while ago um 
but it came from last to just go whoosh, go, go right past them and and get the job done. That's going to have to be the same pattern again. You think from the wide gate, it has a big weight and the wet track has to be an issue. Um, good to hear it's improving. And Brad took the words out of my mouth. Everything I thought on my notes about flying mascot um, fires at the track. Beat prob- almost beat Probabile. Um, Probabile would probably win this race. So um, uh, good good signs for that horse too. I, I'm just I can't go past passive aggressive though. I think it should just jump, hit the front, and hold on. So I'll have my hundred dollars to win on passive aggressive. Race eight, Memsey Stakes, and you mentioned Alligator Blood, of course. Now with Waterhouse and Bot and uh, Damien Oliver's on board, uh, there's some really, really good horses in this race, uh, Brad. Yeah, it's an outstanding Group One field assembled. Um, to be honest, I found it really difficult. Alligator Blood's one I was with early days, um, the All In shopping. I thought he was a good bet. I'm just a little bit concerned he might be like a trial or jump out short going into this um, I know the camp get them really fit and they would have given him some extra gallops and things to get him ready um, and he'll have good residual fitness so you know he's got a really good map I think he's right in the game I think he's probably the one to beat I'm sort of with the here and now operators you know that are going to be up on the speed um, rather than the the class animals that are going to get back and be running on for things later on. So the one I'm, I'm probably going to step around that is on speed and, and is probably going to bring residual fitness is Snap Dancer. I think she's just like a 1,200-metre weapon, and the 1,400 at this level might just test her a little bit the last 100 metres. So I ended up landing on the 12 to Fane uh, without a lot of confidence. She's the one I'd expect they have screwed down for this first up. She might not be up to some of these class-wise, but she's a four-time Group 1 winner, including the CF4, first up at this track and distance last prep. She handles soft ground, and importantly, she can have herself you know, up on the speed, which is an attribute that often wins these early spring Group 1s at Caulfield. So I'll have my main bet, $60 a win on the 12 to Farnade, around that $7 mark. Um, and then he's almost certainly outclassed, but I think the six call sign Mav... Um, is another I'm expecting to be screwed down first up. He has a terrific first up record. Two of his three Group 1 wins in New Zealand came first up at 1,400. Um, his first up second last prep at 1,600, you know, Group 3 level, I think a repeat of that figure would have him competitive. And the jump out win at Flemington was excellent, moved really nicely, um, and I'm expecting that roll forward from that wide gate, and he might give some cheek at a big price. So I'll have 20 each way on the six call sign Mav. Yeah, I like Tefane back after 19 week break. Uh, as you mentioned, likes the cut out of the ground. Uh, very strong here. Um, Seven year old mare, seven dollars. Maroney McNeil. I, I I think it's good enough for me to have uh, fifty dollars each way. So that's the way I'm going to go. Race eight, number twelve. Tefane, fifty dollars each way. Maddie. Yeah, look, I'm going to say I'm proud of myself for not falling into the Cascadian trap for a long time, but. I'm a, more of a believer these days of him, um, particularly since his Doncaster win last year. He won the Peter Young Stakes at this track at the start of the year um, and was obviously around all the good horses, as he always is. And he beat Tefane in the All-Age Stakes to finish off his prep um, in the autumn. Um, did you see his barrier trial? Wowee. Um, he was just jogging in behind a horse called Animo. Um, so I think he's returned in super order. Um I'm sucked in now with him. I think he's overs. The wet track will help him too. Um, I think he should be favourite for the race, um, not 750 on blue bet. So I think that's a great price. Um, I'm thunderstruck at we, um, the class factor. Uh, he's a Golden Eagle winner. 
Um, he's a really, really good horse. Um, he, he goes well fresh. He'll fly home. I'm not saying he can win, but I think he'll be... Um, the flashing light will be on him. Alligator Blood, I, I mean, he'll get the gun run in transit. 1,400 metres is great for him, but I'm, I'm with Brad. I've, just, I've got this little worry that he's just not quite ready... He's obviously not ready to peak just yet. So, and then what, what do we make of Western Empire? Um, off such a long break, um, heavy track as well, although a soft track perhaps now. Gate twelve and fourteen hundred meters. Question marks on this outstanding horse. Um, so I prefer to watch. But um, at seven dollars fifty on Blue Bet, I'm having all my hundred dollars on Old Mate Cascadian. I think he can win. Barrier seven, Blake Shin. Um, I think it's a good bet. Yeah, I think you think you're on the money there, Cascadian. Look, there's a lots of chances, and uh, I know my brother is a massive Cascadian fan, and uh, but mixes it up sometimes. What about race nine? Sydney um, is our final race of the three, Brad. That we've got a hundred dollars for Blue Bet. Yeah, I'm going to ramble on a bit here. I want to go through a few of these runners. So, for those playing at home, you know, might call it insightful, but. You, you probably want to hit the one and a half speed like a few professional podcast listeners I know will be tuning in. Um, I'm respecting the favourite, Best of Bordeaux. He's only a very small thing, um, but he's trialled really well, improved his rating with each run in his debut prep, uh, and he looks like these short course trips are going to suit him. Um, I think he can win this, but even if he was to win, I'm just not sure he's the one I'd want to be hitching my cart to for a race like the Golden Rose. Um, I'm not near as confident, you know, getting him beat this week as I was with Fajita San last week, but at the price, I am going to just try and shop around him. Um, the five, Natuno, I think he's sort of short enough as well, might be priced on his win over She's a Bolter, but that was on heavy ground and she just didn't handle it and she rated well down on her other stuff that day. So I'm not as sold on him, um, the trial, he was sort of, they tried to hold him up and he was overdoing it. And once he's given his head, he really sort of steamed home and beat them. Um, the two Swiss Exile is pretty tough, but just has a bit of a um, kaboo sort of, you know, fresh back in trip about him and might be better for the run. Um, and another horse that I think has ability is the three uh, Promoto, you know, one on at 19, at, sorry, at 900 on debut. Um I thought he might find this one a bit sharp, though. He looks like a miler sort of plus to me. So looking at the race, you know, as a profile, last year in the Congo had two starts in his debut prep um, and then came second in the Rosebud and then won the San Domenico, you know, on his way to a to a Golden Rose win. The year before that, Anders won the Rosebud, um, then won the San Domenico second up. Um, so... <laughs> After all that, I, I, I suspect I'll be swimming against the tide here, but I'm giving race fitness a big bonus when looking at the race. And with what looks good pressure up front, there's a few that go forward. Uh, I'm going with what's likely to be seen as the inferior form references and, and the race fit horses. So I ended up settling on um, my two main bets will be the nine spacewalk. Um, Trials suggested it improved going into this prep, and I, I think he backed it up. On race day, he just sort of threw it away at the line when he when he laid in, and J Mac sort of had to straighten him up. Um, I don't love J Mac jumping off him onto the favourite, uh, but I think that run should bring him on and, and a good strong tempo up front. You know, you can sit just back off them and, and charge at them late. So I have forty a win on the nine spacewalk at that eight nine dollar mark. Uh, Zuccarino beat him in the rosebud. 
he was the one, you know, under a grip in that trial leading in. And then when he got clear air in the race, um, he really savaged the line. Um, it's really nice sort of close off there after being held up at the 200. His ceiling is unknown. You know, he can definitely bounce again here, second up at just start three. So I'm going to have the same bet on him, $40 a win around that 8 $9 mark. And the other one with race fitness is the eight cannonball for the Friedman Yard. Uh, on paper, he needs to improve a fair bit but um, to be competitive. But he's a, that's why he's a big price. Um, his profile suggests second up, he improves his rating to a level that's not far away. And he gets the blinkers on um, and a soft run from a good gate. So on my other bet's going to be 10 each way on the eight cannonball. And he's around that sort of $34 mark. Yeah, John O'Shea's got a really informed stable at the moment. I, I love that uh, win by Zoo Tiger, the Zoo Star Colt, on Wednesday, and he's got big things uh, planned for that. And what about this other Schnitzel Colt, Zuccarino, race nine, number seven? You mentioned it there. I'm going to have 50 each way, uh, unbeaten in both runs, drawn perfectly. So for me, around that 8.50 mark on blue bet, uh, Matty, I think it's um, juicy for $50 each way, Zuccarino. Um, yeah, I agree. I, the horse may have got a little lucky last time time and another one threw it away at the end but at the end of the day the horse just keeps winning Zuccarino and keeps rising to the challenges is now third up so you can't be expecting or thinking this horse would go backwards so I've definitely got it in my top three but I just think best of Bordeaux I mean <coughs> the barrier trial was scintillating um, put, and you know this horse they're talking Everest slots so if that's the case it's got to put its hand up and win this race you can't be running poorly and thinking in again an Everest slot as a three-year-old. So I think they've they got this horse really wound up. Uh, Zuccarino, um, what I mentioned. Swiss Exile, talking to Annabelle Nisham the other day about her best horses and Zaki and horses like that and Moanga. She interrupted and said, don't forget Swiss Exile. So she's quietly confident about that horse. And um, $10 on blue bet, it's not a bad price. Um, and Tony Gollins, Queenslander. Um Netuno, is it? Um, it's got fantastic Queensland form, which I don't – isn't the most important thing. What the most important thing is Golan is bringing it to Sydney. He's got a, he, when he brings horses to Sydney, Tony Golan, they, they really run really well. He knows which ones to bring down here. He doesn't just bring them down here for a holiday. So I've got to have it in my top four too. But I just think best of Bordeaux. Um, I know it's $2.40 on Blue Bet um, against some fairly good horses, but I just think – um, it's ready. It's ready to fire off its trials, and it has to fire too to be a contender for um, this big Everest race later in the spring. So I'll have my hundred dollars on Best of Bordeaux with James McDonald on to get it home. And again, Casey Fogden, she's another Queenslander. Every time she brings a horse here to Sydney, it just about wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very talented. All right, up next it's the Quaddies in Sydney and Melbourne. Us Aussies love having a crack. We invented the Hills Hoist, wine cast, the mullet, and of course, the streaker. And the mother's mother of all inventions. The quicker, slicker, faster, sharper, brand spanking new Blue Bet app. Get racing in sport form. Expert tips, previews, live streaming, and place bets faster than you can say, that's the ducks nuts! The True Blue brand new Aussie app. Don't let the game play you, stay in control, gamble responsibly. It is quaddy time. Let's start in Melbourne. First leg of the quaddy, Brad. Race six is over 1,100. Yeah, I've got the three generation. I liked him last week and I like him again here. 
Um, he's still only a little thing, but he's trialled superbly. Looks like he's improved. The 10 star patrol ran some big numbers and some big winning margins um, and wasn't far off passive-aggressive last start, you know, after doing a lot wrong. I think back around a bend helps him. The 12, bless her, uh, ran a peak figure over this track and distance last year uh, when second to Maliva. You know, similar setup, repeated uh, that run and second to Maliva again, and now gets the same setup again. So I think she's well over the odds, you know, at around that $21 mark. And the five, not an option, flies fresh, you know, three from four. And Flemington jump out was outstanding, um, went around them and just flew past them. I'm working around in the boat in that. I think he'll be fitter later on, and I'm not sure a soft six sort of track is going to help him. So... I'm going to go with three generation, 10 star patrol, 12 bless her and five not an option as the roughies. First leg of the quaddy in Sydney, Rose Hill, race seven. It's a benchmark 78, Matt. Yeah, I like Waterford, placed well down in the weights by Chris Waller, only coming 53 and a half. Tommy Berry on, very promising horse. Canasta will know what he'll do. He'll be out in front, and I think the horse third up now might be able to hold on as well, so it's going to be a huge threat, as is Kalino. And I know it was only a midway, but tampering one at this track first up last prep, and is sneaking under the odds again at $29 on Bluebet. So my numbers are going to be 3, 5, 8, 14. All right, I've had a good look at race seven. Uh, Brad, what are your numbers? Yeah, for reasons outlined, I'm going to go with the three flying mascot, Seven, passive-aggressive, and eight, isotope. Okie dokie. What about you, second leg of the quaddy in Sydney? Uh, jumps at 3.50, Matty? Yeah, good race. Um, I'm going a little, for a little bit of value here with back rower as my top tip, number six, um, at $9 on blue bet. But, um, gee, there's some good horses in, in this with Conqueror. Um, Kibu and Basquiat, the Waller horse. I think they're all in it. Um, can't believe I'm leaving out Charlatan, actually. I, that might be a mistake, but I'll um, throw my top four in on my on my tips, and they are 2, 6, 8, 11. I already got 4.45 on my alarm tomorrow. The Magic Millions Memsey Stakes Group 1. Uh, we've spoken about it, Brad. This is going to be a cracking race. Yeah, so I'm going a little bit wider than my mate, than my bets in the race. So I've got the one I'm thunderstruck in. He's more forward this time in. Improving track helps him, and he's the class animal, or he's one of the class animals. Um, but he does have goals later on in a busy sort of prep. The two, Cascadia and the one Matt likes. Super trial, you know, went arguably better than Animo on the day. The thing I hate for him is Caulfield at 1,400. Um, just Caulfield just doesn't seem to be his track, and he'll just need a fluky ride from Blake Shin and a lot of luck. The five, Western Empire, he's just looked outstanding in all his work, the Perth um, visitor. His Perth form's exceptional. Uh, no doubt he'll be better second up at 1,600, you know, probably a race like the Maccabi Diva. Uh, but he's too classy for me to discount entirely. The six call sign Mav, you know, on speed, fresh is best. Did we discuss that one? 11 Elation um, is one of those likely to be running on into sort of third to fifth. Um, and that'd be just enough to get him into a, a race like the Rupert Clark. Um, but his ceiling, you know, could be Rialto Towers type stuff. So he, he loves it wet and I'd be remiss to leave him out. So he goes in and we've got the 12 Tafani for reasons outlined. So 1, 2, 5, 6, 11, and 12. All righty. Now, race 9, no doubt uh, the San Domenico Stakes. You've got Best of Bordeaux and Zuccarino in there, Matt. Actually, to be honest, just to get our percentages up, I'm only going to put those two in the 
the quality. I think Best of Bordeaux should win the race, but Zuccarino third up with fitness on its side at $9.50 on Bluebet. I'm just a little wary of, so one and seven for me. Alrighty, final leg of the quaddy. Uh, race nine in Melbourne, Brad. Yeah, I'm pretty keen on one here in the Heatherly Stakes. Uh, the 11 emissary. Uh, wait for age form, fresh last time in against Cascadian. I think a repeat of that effort, and he'll probably win this. Um, Sticky Gate's sort of the only knock I can find on him where he gets to in the run. He might be back a little bit, but um, I think he'll go really well. Also, like the five, Dush and Sweet Junior. Um, it's been backed early markets. Jamie Carr booked, you know, first up. He's a really good pointer off two very good jump outs this time in. Good residual fitness. Nine, Jimmy the Bear. I think he's short enough, um, but he's a winner. Gets a good map and on speed, and I think that takes him a long way. Just needs to raise the bar again. I think the no effort is in the game. Didn't run 2,400 last time. Drops back in trip. A soft track is definitely going to help. Um, I just think last year when she won this race, she was really screwed down for it. And this year, it um, seems like a bit of an afterthought to me. So I'm just going to go with those three that I mentioned. 11 Emissary, 5 Dash and Sweet Junior and 9 Jimmy the Bear. Race 10 Sydney, final leg of the quaddy there. I know Bjorn Baker has a big rap on number eight, Shades of Rose. Uh, can't knock the form, winning two in a row at Rose Hill. Uh, which way are you going here, Matty? Yeah, it's hard to, to leave Shades of Rose out. Um, $1.85, um, that means we're going to get some, we might be able to throw a few long, longer shots in here too. Um, obviously, that Shades of Rose is my numbers. But I, I actually think Mautai, I love the fact he's sitting off the speed. He's got Barrier 10, Sam Clipperton. I think he just gets ridden cold here and might have the last crack at him. And horse like Shades of Rose, who is very good, but still may not be fully there as a racehorse yet, could do a few things wrong, you never know. So I don't think you can stand it out. Um, and some of the long shots, I think Dream Circle is $21, typical David Payne horse. All his horses are always over the odds, and he pops up, seems like, every second Saturday with a winner at 20 to 1. Um and I know Catsby's forty to forty-one dollars on Bluebet. It's a frustrating horse, but on its day, it gives you the chance, the the thought that it can win a race like this. So, my numbers are going to be three, six, eight, and thirteen for the last leg of the Quaddy in Sydney. Alrighty, there's the Quaddies. Our best bet next. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. My best bet is race seven, Caulfield. I've got to have it on passive-aggressive. Really, really like this mare. And uh, that's the way I'm going, passive-aggressive. Race seven, number seven, Matty. Um, I don't I'm, – I'm sorry to the people out there who are listening to this in a way because I'm backing an odds-on pop as my best bet. But um, I think we're getting sort of getting over the nightmare of Frumos two weeks ago. Um, the horse should be undefeated. It's a dollar ninety on blue bet. If it gets even luck, it'll just win that race. So you can almost double whatever you're going to put on put on it. So that's my bet. Best bet race two number two at Rose Hill. Brad, yeah, it looks like a real class horse, doesn't it? I'm pretty keen to try and get 
Af Cabin uh, beaten in the McKenzie Stakes. I think it just looks like a tickover run for him. Um, and I think if the lane sort of off the fence are okay, Zambagini can run really well in that on his way to a Caulfield Guineas. But I am going to go for one at a bigger price um, for the punters. I'm really keen on this race nine, number 11, Emissary. Uh, I think he just flies fresh, this horse, then can fall off a cliff. First up last prep, and it was a sit and sprint. He ran way out of his grade at weight for age company at group two level in the PD Young as an 82 reader. Um, at this track of 1800. He made his run with Cascadia and was only beaten three quarters of a length. That's a proper group one horse. Um, they both carried 59, as did Delphi, who finished behind them. And Emissary now meets Delphi four and a half kilos better for beating him. Um, Emissary's had three jump outs this time in, so he's wound right up this time. Um, the latest on the 19th of August, he sat at the back. Delphi, who, you know, yes, has been gelded, was up on speed, had a five length start on him. And just with a tiny little squeeze by the jockey, Emissary just took all that ground off him so easily in the space of about 200 metres. And then they throttled him down late. So um, the figure he produced last time first up, I think, wins this. And I think he's actually going better this time in. So I actually think he should be favourite. I've backed him at $15. And I still think that $10, $11 mark is is a great price. So... I'm really keen on him. If you're staking in the race, because he's you know such a big price for a best bet, um, I've staked the race. If you're working on $100, I've staked at 75 on Emissary and 25 on the five Dash and Sweet Junior. Um, I've backed her at sort of $26. She has come in, um, and she's uh, an import. Having a second, having a third prep for Philip Stokes has good residual fitness and her two jump outs this time in suggest she's absolutely flying. Jamie Carr, booked first up. Um, I think it'll run really well. All right, buddy. Give them strength. That's it for what I'm backing and why. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors, Matty. Bluebet, the wholly owned Aussie bookie. And thank you to yourself, of course. Thanks to Brad. Hopefully we've uh, found you a couple of winners, of course. Bet with your head, not over it. We'll see you next week. Punt well, guys. See you, guys. Building. Resilience. Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience podcast on your favorite podcast app.